0: everybody and welcome back to the Indian Opinion. Uh, We're back after a small break of about uh, a week, two weeks. Uh, So in those two, three weeks, we've had a lot of football going on. Uh, We had a lot of uh, crazy games in the Premier League especially. And then also the last week we've had uh, the international games. So first, let's talk about the Premier League, which might seem a little outdated now, but it's still worth uh, talking about. We, have, we had two uh, big results, obviously, on the last game week. We had 6-1 Tottenham, Man United and 7 to Aston with our Liverpool. Uh, we'll first talk about the game against uh, the Man United game what do you think is currently going wrong for uh, manchester united
1: see i think the all the blame is going towards he uh, is going towards origonel but i think that's wrong the players look like a tired bunch of idiots who, who just roamed around a field without any presence of mind or anything you can't you can't you, you just can't go around and blame the uh, manager this is the same manager who rescued Man United last year and brought him to a top three finish when no one expected it. Similarly, another thing that concerns me about Man United is the transfer business. On deadline day, they signed two players, one of which was necessary in the form of Alex tellis but I didn't get the idea behind signing Edinson Cavani. So, I thought and they were yeah, better suited. To a lot of sources were market.
0: saying that uh, they paid him a lot of wages. And yeah, nine million they in also wages. Paid that's, him lot,
1: that's not a small
0: amount. Uh, a lot of agents' fees. So it's going to be uh, even though it's a free transfer, it's going to be a very expensive deal. And their transfer business is very strange. And you know, a lot of people are always saying on the internet that uh, there's a trend. You know that when Manchester United qualify for the Champions League, their transfer window is usually bad. And when they don't qualify for the Champions League, their transfer window is usually good because they need, their owners need the Champions League income. And so once they qualify for the Champions League, they're happy uh, with just staying there. So for example, let's look at 2019-20 when uh, they were not in the Champions League. So you can see they spent around... Uh, 60 plus 80 plus 50 plus around 10. So 200, they spent, million uh, million. 200 million.
1: 200 million.
0: Yeah. And then let's go back to 2018-19 when they were in the Champions League. They spent 1940. Yeah. So, they spent around 50 million. 59 million. million. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. 59 million. So, it's a, it's a worrying trend for... Manchester United fans with the ownership seems like they're content with just qualifying for the uh, Champions League instead of aspiring for uh, the Premier League or yeah, even see, winning the Champions
1: League. See, I think uh, many people were expecting uh, Man United to finish in the top four. I know it's too early to judge, but if they continue playing the football they are, I don't think they stand a chance of even finishing in the top six like the way they played. They were very lucky to get away against Brighton. Their defence against Crystal Palace was horrendous. And now, against a team which is highly defensive, especially under Jose Mourinho, who parked the bus, they lost 6-1 to them. That's that's a huge, huge, huge disappointment if you're a Man United fan. I, I don't know what's going on at Man United, from Ed Woodward to Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho, they prolonged the business for they prolonged that business, I think, for three to four months, and no positive outcome in the end. But and but other teams did business in such a way that they scouted for four months and bought the player in a short period of time. I don't know what's going and on. And it seems
0: like uh, they do need a right winger, and to fix that problem instead of buying a proper right winger, they bought uh, they bought a uh, Alex and, and they bought. Amada Traore, yeah, uh, Amad Traore, and uh, Traore will be coming in uh, January. Won't be coming now. So what is concerning about that is if basically filling the right wing and some spots with quantity over quality. So that seems concerning for Manchester United. On the flip side, what about Spurs? What are they doing uh, good this year?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like they have gelled a little under Jose, and what's happened is that maybe they're responding to his tactics and all that. That might be the only thing. They played really well against, uh, uh, they played really well against Man United and it showed a team of two contrasts if you ask me. If you see Spurs, their business during the... Uh, transfer window is actually really good if you ask me. Even though they had limited amounts of money, they used it in the right places. Like, bringing in Gareth Bale. I think, is yeah. like and a what very, very good signing.
0: To me, like, yeah. Yeah, what I think Spurs' problem this year will be consistency. So, they lost to against Everton. They then won 5-2 against Southampton. Drew against Newcastle and then uh, beat Manchester United. So, I think it's going to be a question of consistency against the lower teams. who Yeah, I would like, like to see how
1: they perform, especially after this international break. Because the international break is surely going to have some or the other kind of impact on the players, like physically. So, I want to see how the sp- how Spurs go about under consistency.
0: And let's move to the next game now. Aston Villa 7, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool to Probably the Shocked most shocking of the result of the Premier League. So far at least we've had a lot of shocks, you know. No, oh, I don't think
1: I, I, I don't city. think there's gonna be a bigger scoreline and a bigger shock in this Premier League season. I, I don't mm. I don't think so. I think Liverpool are a team who learned from their mistakes, but I don't think this will be repeated again by a team like Liverpool and a manager like Klopp. I don't think this is gonna happen again. It was just an awful day in the office for Liverpool. The entire defense I don't know what went wrong with Liverpool uh on that day.
0: Yeah, and what seems to be the a trend here we're seeing is uh, a few teams are catching up to the traditional big six. So the way I see it is we have the big six and then we had Leicester, and, uh, Leicester last year who sort of challenged them. And we had sort of Burnley and Southampton who were partially there with Sheffield United. This yeah, year it seems yeah, that Burnley than- and Sheffield United are not having the best seasons both of them are on zero points and we also have Southampton who are having sort of a mixed start of the season so it seems in that gap we have had Everton Aston Villa and Leeds United come in
1: see i i, I think right to challenge you, the I, top 6 yeah i think you even need to include like west ham and leicester uh, because
0: um, yeah I, I included Leicester so
1: yeah i'm west thinking looking.
0: Uh, i yeah i'm thinking it's I'm not going to include west ham because they lack consistency but, but I, I think everton and yeah but i think
1: west ham I'm like,
0: the squad yeah. so i think it will mainly be everton liverpool uh, sorry everton leicester and leeds we're going to give some sort of uh, challenge to the top six this year. Yeah,
1: but uh, uh, but I think uh, uh, but I think these people are uh, but West Ham are actually spending their money in the places which are required. If you see now, uh, they're bringing in uh, side Benrahma from Brentford. He's like
0: yeah. The Brentford. deal is supposed to go through today, but uh, I was seeing some reports that there were some issues with the medical and it's not official yet. So 95, not 95, 70% is going to happen, but there is a big chance that it's not going to happen. It seems that there's a late uh, issue with the medical and there's also a late issue with his transfer fee. And so I don't know what's going to happen with him. But I think, again, West Ham, it's it's going to be difficult for West Ham and Aston Villa to be competitive, especially after a few injuries. I mean, you see Aston Villa, for example, we see someone like Grealish get injured.
1: Yeah, I think uh, exactly. Uh, to, to to like address that, that's exactly why they brought in Ross Bartley. I thought that was a really smart move from Aston Villa. And their manager, they're shaping up to be a Mike Dean team, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and my uh, this is exactly the way my team plays, but I think, as you told, it's too early to judge them. Especially, they are Aston Villa in the end and they don't have the score depth. I don't know. It might have been a real… It was a really good game from Aston Villa against Liverpool, but can they maintain that consistency?
0: Yeah. And also, we're seeing a trend of high scoring and poor defences. We've had Liverpool concede 11 goals in four matches i think yeah, there Manchester was
1: only one, i think there was only one clean sheet last week right or two i think southampton yeah. kept one and chelsea kept one from wrong.
0: yeah yeah two clean sheets in match week 4 in match week 3 uh three clean sheets in match week 2 two clean sheets and in match week 1 around four so uh it's not that uh, that the clean sheets have gone down it's like all it's a bit low but the matches where there are no clean sheets high scoring there are high scoring games so 6 1 7 2 3 0 4 0 4 2 3 1 and we can also see that everton scored 12 uh, aston villa scored 11 Leicester scored 12 we've had around we've had around six teams i think who have scored more than 10 goals And if you compare that to last year, I think only one team or two teams have scored more than 10 goals at this stage. So more goals, and that might be attributed to many factors. Has the level of defending gone down or the defenders? I don't
1: think the level of defending has gone down actually, but the main problem with Liverpool in that game was that I think they didn't analyze the Aston Villa team properly. Aston Villa had a counter-attacking side. Like, that's pretty obvious. from, and Especially against a high-quality team like Liverpool, who maintain most of the position, they're going to counter-attack. And if you saw all the goals scored by Aston Villa, they were on the counter-attack. And you know that the defensive line of Liverpool is going to stand near the midline and pass, pass around the ball. So, if there's any chance that the strikers lose the ball, that's exactly what Aston Villa did. The defender got it, cleared it, Watkins got it scored three goals and got a made an hat trick that's exactly what happened and i thought it was poor tactics from liverpool and Klopp, but they're a team who learn quickly I, I still think liverpool are title favourites, but it will be close
0: yeah and another thing we can yeah i think uh, i think
1: we have to like look into the thomas party signing and like the yeah uh, and of they've had a lot Bilwell of and all
0: We've had a lot of, uh, you know, weird signings on deadline day. We had Thomas Partey come in and, uh, I think that was the biggest deal of deadline day. That was a really Yeah. And we also had some other deals like, uh, uh, what's his name? Cavani, uh, not good deal. Sorry, uh, Teles, sorry. I think Tellers was a good deal for Manchester United. Exactly. We had, uh,
1: uh, Chupo uh, I think that was a deadline day, right? Yeah.
0: And, and then
1: I think we even Costa Douglas. Goldstar, uh, Goldstar.
0: Theo Walcott.
1: Going to Southampton. To Southampton. Good, good deal again.
0: Very good deal, Ben Godfrey to Everton.
1: Yeah, Everton are doing some really, really good business. And I think they and... got in uh, the Norwegian goalkeeper also, right? Olsen, because Pickford's not performing yeah. up to the current mark.
0: Leeds got in Rafinha. I don't know who he is. Rafinha, Rafinha. Uh, so
1: he used to play for Fulham. Signed,
0: uh... yeah. Fulham signed Loftus Cheek on loan, which I think is very good for him because yeah. he needs to have a season where he can play 40 matches, and I don't think he's going to have uh, is, at this depends. age yeah. of 24. Yeah. He's not going to have that. He only played uh, nine times for uh, Chelsea last year. But I know he was injured it, for a lot it, of
1: Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah,
0: but I don't think he's in front no, of they, in plan. Anyways, yeah. they have They have too many midfielders, I think. And uh, we I can think also... Are playing it's, it smart.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's smarter. Like. Or is that the only uh, option that has presented itself to them? I think it's both because you can't have so many midfielders in your team. You have Jorginho, then you have Kante, then you've got Harvard Harvard's Kovacic, Mount. You have so many and I, I think, and they have a lot of yeah, yeah. they had
0: a lot of midfielders like Bakayoko who they wanted to sell. But because of the high wages, they were only allowed to uh loan them out, so they were not able to get money for those type of players. Yeah, like so lo- I think Chelsea that,
1: loaned out the most number of players in this transfer window in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, I
0: think that's something that hurt Chelsea because I think they wanted to buy Declan Rice. Yeah, true. But to buy Declan Rice, they needed to sell players like Bakyoko.
1: And I think I think the Declan Rice yeah. transfer is most likely going to happen in January, unless Chelsea consider Martin De Bruyne instead of him. I think so. Yeah, it will happen.
0: Players like Pedro and Willian went from Chelsea, and considering the loans, which I think is very important for Chelsea, you have Batchuay, Zapacosta, Ross Barkley, Bakayoko, I think Victor Moses. So I think that they were expecting some money from those players and they didn't get it. And in fact, the only big money that Chelsea have made this year is from Morata, which was a deal they agreed last year, right? So it's going to be tough for them to buy. It was always going to be tough for them to buy uh, Declan Rice. But now, if you move on to this weekend's upcoming games... Saturday is looking very interesting. We have Everton, Liverpool. Uh, we have Chelsea, Southampton, and we've had we've ha- we are having Man City, Arsenal, and uh, we're going to give our predictions on Everton, Liverpool. Uh, let's do. Do you want to do all of the matches?
1: Let's let do all of the matches. I think. Okay.
0: So we can preview all of the matches uh, shortly. But uh, just one more signing which I thought was uh, very interesting was, let me just find his name. Uh, I can't. Okay, one minute. Let me just try and find his name. I, uh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm unable to find it, but I remember that. Uh, I think it was, I don't even remember the team now, but I remember some Newcastle or Southampton, I think, signed someone who I was very interested in. But uh, I'll try to find that later. I'm unable, I'm not able to find the name right now. Well, this is uh, interesting, you know, Mario Pasalic, he was playing for Atlanta. He's, he Did you know he was a Chelsea player? Yeah, 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 he, he was, was a
1: Chelsea player, exactly.
0: So you can see chelsea's loan system has a lot of flaws you know players like him who were uh, regu- who are now a regular champions league players loaned out six years in a row and then leaves for how much 13 15 million so not that big of
1: yeah that, of- that's the problem with loans. it depends on they their form in the their form in that particular area are you talking about Avram Grant, west brown uh no yeah but see the thing with uh the thing with the loans is that it depends on uh each each player like uh
0: yeah see and today by the way uh today is the second deadline day right it's
1: yeah, yeah. Between, for the domestic uh, season and
0: the only signing i think anyone from the premier league made is uh klein was signed by crystal palace pratyan klein free. right yeah i don't think anyone else no uh, even
1: uh, even uh, uh, west Bromwich Alpine signed grant from uh, huddersfield that's a good signing if you ask me
0: yeah oh yeah this is uh, Joachim anderson to film that's what that was the one i was talking about
1: that's such a good thing. Uh, they need defensive reinforcement. And they
0: needed de- they needed a defender. They also uh, I I remember I watched uh, him play in League One last year against probably Juventus or some of the matches for Leon. He was quite good, and uh, it was you know I think they let him go because he wasn't getting enough game time but i think he uh he's only 24 walking, I so i think that. yeah
1: okay
0: so i think that he want to come back to leon like leon want him to come back and also another signing was uh which was sort of interesting a signing that didn't happen was liverpool was expect were expected to sign a goalkeeper and that didn't happen
1: yeah so like was, an so, emergency loan or something but i don't know
0: yeah, I think they wanted to sign a keeper, but they couldn't get the deal done in time. I, I think they're think still they can... looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're looking yeah. at some of the uh goalkeepers who are there, right? Yeah,
0: and also it's going to be difficult for uh, them to find a good keeper in this from the championship or league one. But are they looking at any keepers? Let me just see the news. I don't think so. Okay, let's move on from transfers. They're all over. Uh, We can first talk about the first game of the week, Everton Liverpool. So, what's your prediction?
1: Mm. Uh, (laughs) It's a very, very tough game to predict. I think it's going to be a 2-all draw. I don't think there's gonna be like a clear victor unless Everton go on and win it two one or three one or something. Because I don't think Liverpool's defense is gonna recover in time for this game. I think it's gonna maybe be two mostly gonna be a two-all draw, but it might be a two-one win to Everton as well.
0: Okay, I think it's gonna be three one Liverpool.
1: Okay, Liverpool. Okay.
0: Yeah, because Everton have a very bad track record against liverpool in yeah. recent weeks i know they've become a much better team but i just don't see them winning especially after liverpool lost 7-2 you expect them to come back with a big performance
1: yeah
0: uh the, the next, next game team, is chelsea
1: southampton
0: yeah i, I think, think it's th- going to be i think southampton are going to give a fight to chelsea but i think chelsea will win i think i'm going to go 3 or oh 2-1 no, chelsea
1: yeah, I don't think Chelsea is going to keep clean sheet in this game. And Chilwell and uh, Mendy are also ruled out. I think so, yeah. Chilwell and Mendy are ruled out. Yeah,
0: well, all of the new signings seem to be injured. Ziyech... Mendy... Ziyech is
1: playing from... Uh, I think Ziyech will start the game against Southampton. He's yeah, but he squad was. I don't. And he's trained yeah, with the team I'm for a long period of time. I think it's going to be a 4-1 victory to Chelsea.
0: Okay. The city next game Arsenal. is
1: very, very City
0: Arsenal. And I was originally going to predict like 3 1 City or 3 2 City. But after I got it on that De Bruyne is injured, I'm going to change my prediction. and I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal.
1: Yeah, same. I think Arsenal will win this match.
0: Because I just don't see, you know, I, I, I've always noticed that in games against Arsenal, it's always De Bruyne who's causing us all the problems. And I think without him, we can have a City team that doesn't know how to cope with... uh, uh yeah. You know, I they're going to have the ball for, like, 90% of the game. And without De Bruyne, they're just going to be passing it around, you know. That's what always happens in all of their You know, so many of the matches. They have, like, 75% position. And they just pass the ball around until it gets to De Bruyne. And he makes that important... Uh, pass for the goals. And without him, there's not really a player I can see doing that in the midfield. You know, maybe Foden. But Foden seems to be, you know, I don't know where he seems his position. You know, Pep has played him false nine. Attacking mate, center mate, right wing, left wing. And is Aguero back from injury?
1: No, no, no. He's not yet.
0: He's not, right. Oh Aguero is back okay. it seems it's 50-50 so we have to see for Aguero I don't I don't think, I don't think start. It'll start. and yeah uh,
1: so who's going so to, to be the striker it's going to be difficult? difficult Jesus is going to start i think so
0: but... yeah probably you no know, Jesus is also injured so they've been playing sterling strikers last hmm. few weeks okay I, I don't think we should do all the games we just move on to the next last interesting game i think Leeds Wolves so I think it's going what to be a about win. Leeds Wolves.
1: Leeds win. I think Wolves are not the team they were. They're struggling. They they just got past. I think they're not struggling. They played okay, but not as good as before. I think it's going to be Oh yeah, they
0: are struggling. They they lost four nil to West Ham. I forgot about that.
1: Exactly, and now
0: they're only yeah.
1: But West Ham too have looked good in their games. Like uh, Leicester lost three nil to. Uh, uh, West Ham, like that was, that was also a shock if you yeah. ask me,
0: but it, it's been a difficult start of the season. They've played uh Man City also, no.
1: Who? So, I'm trying
0: to find out who the fourth match is. It's saying they've played four games, so they won, won two,
1: they... lost two, right?
0: Yeah, they've oh, they won against Fulham, but just one nil. So, and you can if you look at the stats of the game against uh, Fulham. They only had uh, 47% possession, 84% pass accuracy. I don't
1: okay, know. so what's your I,
0: prediction for?
1: Leads to That's pretty easy. I don't Leeds. think they're going to be able to cope with uh, uh, Bielsa's ta- tactics. Even I found even City struggling to cope with Bielsa's tactics. I, I don't think uh, uh, Wolves have the whatever the quality to cope with this tactics. Yeah,
0: leads leads one. Man City one was a very interesting game to watch. Anyway, I, uh, I'll go two one I'll go two one Leeds as well. I think Leeds are going to win.
1: Yeah.
0: And probably one more game. What about Manchester United, Newcastle?
1: I think Newcastle will win that one. With the four, uh, with the four Man United have been in. I think it's gonna be a two-one win to Newcastle.
0: And I, I don't know. I, do you think City or uh, Manchester United are really going to lose uh, so many games in a row?
1: I, I, I don't know, but I personally feel they might.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough to see. And uh, let's slightly move away from the Premier League to the international window. And one of the big talking points of the international window is England's sport team selection. It's something we talked about a lot in one of our previous uh podcasts so why do you think why do you think england are struggling so much under gareth southgate i don't and know and why i want like if you look at the team that lost against uh yeah. denmark uh you have i'm gonna just you have out of 11 players, if you count the goalkeeper as a defensive player, 8 players are defensive minded. Look at the midfield he's picked Declan Rice, Phillips. Both of them play as DMs for their uh, clubs, you know, for their. And then he's picked 3 at the back. And this was the very uh, strange thing to me. When Harry Maguire got sent off, he put he removed left the left back maitland Niles, and he got Tyrone Mings as a right as a left center back, and he got Kyle Walker as the left back, and he put Cody to the right back. Uh, it, right it, center it,
1: back. Is this is this England's best team? I don't think so. Look at the quality they I have think, on their bench. They have Jack Grealish. Yeah. They have Alexander Arnold. They have uh, Jordan Henderson. This is the team, yeah. They have Nick Pope, they I have David Calvin Lewin. They have such good quality on the bench, but they're just all bench warmers. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this team.
0: If I was the England manager before the Denmark game, this is the team I would play. Number one, I wouldn't play Pickford. I'd he's play been under a lot of pressure. I would play Pope. By back four, I would play left back. Uh,
1: you can play Walker at left back. I think he's a good enough no, player. To play.
0: I, I don't think he's okay let's play walker because currently they don't have any good left back because chilwell is injured yeah, right?
1: yeah exactly
0: uh but even if he wasn't how many games has chilwell played for england let me see Uh, uh 11 11
1: yes 11 caps for england no
0: so he's been playing yeah he was he's been playing for england regularly
1: the center back pairing should be maguire
0: i would go for uh, no i would not play maguire i think he's been overworked I would either go for, uh, I would play Cody. I don't think, actually, I wouldn't play Cody because Cody only plays in a back three. He doesn't have the experience of a back two. I would play, uh, I would play Joe Gomez and Tyrone Miggs.
1: Okay, and you're right. And my right back will obviously be Alexander Arnold. if you ask me. I don't know why. I don't know the... I don't know the ideal behind that.
0: Kyle teams. Walker is a very right good back. player. Who did we pick for left back? Kyle Walker, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah. you can
0: have uh, and Kyle Walker is for, uh,
1: for the right back position. And your yeah. And your, uh, and my three-man
0: midfield. midfield, I'll go for a DM. I'll go Declan Rice. I think he yeah. is a good player. For my attacking, I'll go with uh Grealish and i'll also pick mount
1: yeah see i think see there were um, there were comments on the internet all over the internet saying that uh, mount runs favoritism towards mount from south gate see if you ask me mount has earned his place in this team he he even in the denmark game he looked good he didn't he, he wasn't yeah. bad according to me the two yeah. standard performers in the denmark game were one Reese James, unless for his red card. And two, maybe Mason Mount or even... Uh, I don't think Maitland Niles had a bad game. He he looked good.
0: Yeah, he got he got summed off. I,
1: I don't know what's wrong with Southgate. I don't know. and
0: Yeah, I don't know the logic behind that. Okay. Front wing, I'd play Kane striker.
1: Yeah, that's pretty obvious. i play
0: Rashford left wing and i will play Sancho right wing. Yeah, or would be I would even play... Uh, you can Maybe, even play.
1: You can even play uh, calvert Lewin at the center. Yeah. And you can play. Uh, uh, what's his name? 4 4
0: four four two with uh, the same four, and then our four in the it would be Rashford left wing, Sancho right wing, and then center will put Rice and Grealish. Yeah. And then and, uh, a
1: prop calvert Lewin Lowe- and. Kane. Yeah. That's Grealish. the. That's that's and the. And you uh, have
0: yeah you have one. A striker who runs Kane and you have one striker who's the target man Victor. and another interesting uh other interesting Nations League games we also had uh Italy one all Netherlands and uh Portugal 3-0 Sweden was a nice game I think and obviously you know it's generally we have low scoring games you know one
1: Yeah, I think I think what's going on with these players is that I don't think they're giving enough importance to these international matches. First of all, it's crazy on the part of UFR to host international matches in the ta- in these times. Uh, and now, I think gonna... yeah,
0: uh, you know what? You know what's even more crazy for me is that they're holding friendlies. Exactly. And I don't know what's the logic behind. Yeah, it.
1: What's the idea behind a friendly in this part of time? Now, what's going to happen is that. All the players have to follow the travel guidelines of uh, suppose if you if suppose take the example of Messi he's going to miss the El Clasico just because of some random friendly that took place so and and World Cup qualifiers I understand World Cup qualifiers in such times but is it the right time to have World Cup qualifiers You could have had it in a at a stretch during one month and you could have finished them off like you could have
0: what is that Yeah,
1: you could have compensated it's... for the misses but. I don't know. You Now now Messi has to go into a 14-day quarantine and now he's going to miss one of the most high-octane clashes of the year. That's the El Clasico. I don't know what's going on with UEFA and all the other things like FIFA and all that.
0: Yeah. It's going to be difficult to justify friendlies. There's no point.
1: You can't justify friendlies if you ask me. It's yeah. not going to be difficult. There's no justification for friendlies and, and, and
0: that look the, look yeah and and i that think the
1: between like netherlands and mexico that's too that's too separate uh, whatever too yeah
0: and there was a friendly plant between new zealand and england which hmm. got uh, thankfully cancelled <laughs> hmm. you know i i don't they just want to make money i guess but uh and that too the netherlands mexico uh what do you say friendly it happened in Netherlands so Mexico and Mexico has, to
1: travel back to Mexico after that.
0: Yeah if it if it happened in uh you're introducing a non European into Europe, you know so I don't know. But a lot of Mexico players are already in Europe, yeah, right? No like but you know, the is,
1: problem is that the mexican should again travel back to Mexico, right? That's exactly uh, yeah. that's exactly the point because during the international break these Mexicans should have would have surely gathered at a camp or something in Mexico they would have traveled to Netherlands gone back to Mexico and that's just going to increase travel time COVID, uh, uh, COVID quarantine and stuff I don't I don't understand what they're trying to do as you said it might be just for the money Yeah
0: let's look at some of the other games from the other leagues. So, when is the El Clasico?
1: I think... Barca play one more match. Yeah, it's on 24th. Eight days to go for the El Clasico. Messi not featuring in it, I think so. I don't know. What about the
0: Bundesliga? Any interesting matches there?
1: No, I don't know. I think Bayern are still struggling. They played against QN, which is a random team. And they just won 3-0, and Duran actually created a lot of chances in that game. And Bayern were lucky to get away. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Bayern also. But uh, uh, Chupoma Mwening had like an amazing debut. He scored two goals, which is like a really good debut for me. But it was against an easy team. But Bayern don't look. Uh, Bayern look like a shadow of what they were last year.
0: Who did Durant and over in the...
1: BFB Portal. Yeah.
0: They also... Uh, interesting game in the Bundesliga is... Uh, we have to see what Dortmund are like. Because, you know, Transvendor is over. Sancho is there. Can they challenge uh, Bayern Munich after all these years? We have to see how they play. And then for Chupu Moting, it's funny, you know, with a lot of memes. He has the best agent. He's gone from Stoke, where he got he relegated. He to Reola, right? Let me find out. Probably not Mino Reola, I think. Let me just, I don't know. It might be some random agent. But anyway, you know, I think uh, there are some players like Chupu Moting who we think are... Not that good, but a lot of managers like another player like that is Giroud, for example. He's good. Fra- ah. He's the he's good. A lot of play- A lot of people don't like him, but Lampard likes him, and Didier Deschamps likes him. Similar players, you know. And uh, I think that's a good roundup of everything, right? Yeah. Are there any awesome. interesting games in League One? I don't, I don't know. League I 1 is there. So. Let's see what Leon do. They've kept a war. Let's uh, see what happens. Will we have an interesting League 1? Syria seems to be a good league to watch this year. True. And obviously Ronaldo tested positive, so we'll see what yeah. happens to Juventus. Uh, currently, how is the table in Syria looking like? Inter Milan are looking decent as well under Conte. But will they give the challenge to...
1: Signings would good if you this or the... And they took advantage yeah. of Real Madrid like wanting to buy Mbappe and stuff and saving money. I think I think it's going to be a crazy transfer window come uh, maybe January or in the summer transfer window for uh, uh, Real Madrid. They have a lot of options in front of them like Camavinga, Haaland... Mbappé, etc i don't i think they're coming up with a mega plan for the future i don't know yeah i think i think that's a wrap-up like we wrapped up everything we went through everything i think so if i'm not wrong
0: champions league is also starting but i think we'll talk about that in next week's uh podcast so thank you all for watching it's been a uh good time coming back after a short break and we'll see you all next week.
1: Okay.